Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, August 22nd, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, Libyan rebel forces have broken into Tripoli with very little resistance. What explains the sudden progress by the opposition groups? Well, it does look, Carrie, as if in the last uh, week or so, the coordination between the insurgent groups and NATO has really picked up. And you could see that as the NATO forces were bombing a pathway between the last cities that led up to Tripoli and Tripoli itself. Now, Tripoli is a harder issue because bombing is much more difficult in an urban area where you're obviously you're concerned about civilian casualties. So it's possible that these last holdouts who, uh, for the government who seem to hold 10, 15, 20 percent of the city, that that may still be a continuing fight. But even many of the uh, Libyan government officials who have talked to Western reporters were admitting over the phone last night that the end is near. You wrote back in March that President Obama was halfway in when it came to the war in Libya. Now it looks like hanging back kind of worked. What do you make of the president's strategy? You know, it sure does. When you think about this, the president decided around March 15th that the U.S. would aid NATO with unique capabilities, which meant drones and specialty artillery and so forth, but would not send in ground troops and would not take the lead. And many criticized him uh, for this, and it seemed like he had a lack of commitment to a country that his defense secretary at the time, Robert Gates, pointed out was not strategically vital to the United States. Well, here we are just uh, four months later, and it looks as if that turned out to be enough. And if, in fact, uh, Gaddafi's government does fall, it seems inevitable at this point, I think that the president will have demonstrated that there was an alternative approach to the one the U.S. took in Iraq, which was let the local rebel leaders take the lead, that uh, this did not need to be a United States ground operation in which the U.S. then owns the result. On CBS's Face the Nation yesterday, Senator John McCain said that if the United States had been more deeply involved, this point would have come sooner and with less violence and bloodshed. This uh, conflict didn't have to last this long. Uh, United States air power could have shortened this conflict dramatically, and unfortunately we chose not to. We led from behind. What do you make of McCain's argument? He may well be right. It might have come sooner. But ownership is an important issue here. You know, as we've discussed before, um, democracy uh, is a fabulous import, but a crummy export. And uh, if the Libyan people had thought that the United States was um, imposing the, uh, a new system on them by speeding up the downfall of Gaddafi, they might have been celebrating in the streets, but they might have also uh, said to the U.S., uh, you broke it and you now own it. And clearly that's the business that President Obama has declared in Afghanistan and elsewhere that he wants to get out of. What's next for the Libyan people? You know, we don't know. And and one of the interesting things that we've learned about rebellions in the Arab Spring is that Twitter and Facebook and all these other communications devices are fabulous for inciting revolution. They're not great for building institutions. 
And I think the big question for the Libyans right now is, can the tribal groups that have never really gotten along that well in Libya come together to form a real government and a real democracy? In March of this year, North Korea released a statement saying that Libya's 2003 decision to dismantle its nuclear weapons program made it vulnerable to a Western military intervention. How are countries like Iran and North Korea likely to respond to what seems like the imminent fall of the Gaddafi regime? You know, Kerry, they're likely to say, I told you so. And the North Koreans, as you point out, already have. And uh, the the one downside of, of this is that it's probably bad for the American nonproliferation efforts around the world. Uh, it's hard to know whether or not NATO and the U.S. would have gone in uh, the way they did with this kind of air power if Gaddafi had been able to hold on to his nuclear program, which had not yet developed weapons, or if Gaddafi had bluffed and said that he did have some weapons. The fact that Gaddafi couldn't make that claim, though, meant that it reduced a lot of the risk for the U.S. and for NATO uh, in their operations in Libya. And I'm sure the Iranians and North Koreans are going to emerge with that lesson in the forefront of their minds. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you, Kerry. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Kerry Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM WQXR.